The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Haslachav, Harvacha, Bechol, Maasei, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Aiden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shahbot Amahem Bichol Rahamim Vasilihot Venomar Amen. Daf Khavzain. Today's Daf is being studied in Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Aiden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied in Rufa Shilema Yosef Ben Sarah. In the Faralopet of Shah Hodam Israel. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Khavav Amusheni. Two lines on the bottom. Amar Rav Pepe. Mishame De. Which means you're allowed to turn a bit Knesset and upgrade it into a bit Midrash. Because a bit Midrash is more holy than a bit Knesset. However, but you cannot go from a bit Knesset and you cannot go from a bit Midrash and turn it into a bit Knesset. Because it's a downgrade. The Bet Midrash is a holier Kedushah than the Bet Knesset. Vera Papa, Meshemed Rava, Matni Ipcha. He learned the exact opposite. He said, Adraba, from a synagogue, you're not allowed to go to do Bet Midrash, but from a Bet Midrash, you're allowed to make a synagogue. So we have a Mahloket over here, right? So the, what's the Mahloket? What's holier? A Bet Knesset or Bet Midrash? So, Amar Ravaha, Kevated Rapape, Mr. Bra. It makes sense like a Rapape to say that the Kedushah of Bet Midrash is higher. Destroyed the second bit of Mikdash, so it says Vayisrof et first bit of Mikdash Vayisrof et bet Hashem. He destroyed the bet Hashem. It was not Adam. First bit of Mikdash. He destroyed bet Hashem. Veet bet Hamelech and the house of the king. Veet kol batei Rushalayim and all the house of Jerusalem. Veet kol bayit gadol sarapaish and all the big houses. So now the Gemara is going to analyze what each item is. Bet Hashem is a bet of Mikdash. Bet Hamelech. Elu palalterin shel melech. Those are the palaces of the kings. Ve'et kol batei Yerushalayim kemashma'an. And all the houses of Jerusalem, exactly what it says. He burnt all the houses. Ve'et kol bayit gadol sarat ba'esh. Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yoshua. Here we have a mahlonket between Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yoshua. What is considered bayit gadol? Ben Levi. Had amar makom shemegadelin bo Torah. A place where they grow Torah. Which is a bit midrash. Ve'had amar makom shemegadelin bo tefillah. There's no. place where they grow tefillah. It's like a synagogue. So ma'ad amar Torah. Why do we call a place where they grow Torah? Or they promote Torah? A bayit gadol. Shana'idikhtib. Hashem hafetz tabad shedko yagdil Torah v'yadil. So you see the word gadol is written by Torah. Ma'ad amar tefillah. Speak about the Speak about the great things that Elisha did Now what did Elisha do? What was his greatness? So the Quran says He did tefillah So Elisha's greatness was in his tefillah And what does the Pasuk call it? The Gedolot Which means the greatness So comes we have a Mahloket What's considered Gadol? Torah or Tefillah. So the Gemara says, Tistayim. Now we don't know who said what. So Mahlouk Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Hanan. So the Gemara says, Tistayim, Rabbi Yoshua bin Levi, who da'amad makom shibigadalim bo Torah. We can assume now, that is indeed Rabbi Yoshua bin Levi that says, Bayit Kadol is a place that they study Torah. Why? Da'amad Rabbi Yoshua bin Levi. Betekenes mutal asop et midrash. 
And therefore, since you're allowed to upgrade a bit to a bit it means the bit is higher. And therefore, it must be considered by it, Gadol. And therefore, Tosafot also says, Talakha is like the Yoshua ben Levi, because the Gavara brings it ayat to the Papeh. The Papeh is is like him. So therefore, you can't go from a synagogue to a Midrash, but not the opposite. And the Yoshua ben Levi, the Shitato that says, Bayit Kadol is a Bayit Shemigadirim Bo. Torah comes, Gavara continues, Aval, Makhru Torah Loik Hosefari. Now we learned in the Mishnah that if you're selling something, Right? The money, now that you got from the sale, has Kedushat to it. Now we repeat, that's talking about when you sold it without Ma'amad and Sha'ir. Which means, or Bina'ir sold it without Zayn to Bina'ir. So with the law is, so long as you didn't get Zayn to Bina'ir, the Ma'amad and Sha'ir, the money has Kedushat. Now which Bishan has Kedushat? Not only have to use it for something Kedushat, we have to upgrade it. That's what the Mishnah gave you the, uh, the, the levels of how you upgrade. So now, the second part of Mishnah gave you the opposite. Mm-hmm. However, if you sold, let's say, a Torah, which is the highest level, Torah is the highest Madriga, yeah. you cannot downgrade and buy Sefarim. What about Tanakh? No, you can't, because the Sefer Torah is holy than a Tanakh. Now the Gibran has a question. Ibailu, Maulim Kor Sefer Torah Yashan, Likah Bohadash. I have an old Sefer Torah. I want to sell it to buy a new Sefer Torah. Well, you're not upgrading really. So the Gibran says, Kevan Delo Ma'alele Asur. Do I say, well, I sold the Sefer Torah and I got the money? Well, the money, then we say the rule is, got to upgrade. Well, since I'm not upgrading, I'll say for Sefer, it's lateral, maybe it's going to be Asur. Or Dilma, or maybe, Kevan Deleka Le'iluye Eluya Aharina, or maybe since you're at the maximum, that's it. You can, you can, go, can you go higher than the Sefer Torah? Mm. That's the highest level. She's maybe if you're only able to go higher. But if you can't go higher, so then already uh, uh, you can't. So that's it, it's the Gemara's Sefer. Uh, Okay? So the Gibra could have had a sefer, by the way, in a regular case. Just a sefer to sefer. The Gibra gave an example of an old sefer to buy a new sefer. Now, even though the new sefer, let's say, is more mehudal, but still it's considered lateral. I mean, Kiddushah wise, Kiddushah have an old sefer, Kiddushah have a new sefer, it's the same. But it's just giving you an example. Equal level? Right, equal level. That's what people would do. You would sell an old one to buy a new one. So that's the Gibra's sefer. So the Gibra says, like this, Gibra's giving a proof. Come and listen to a proof. Aval machru Torah. What did it say in the Mishnah? If you sold the Torah, lo sefarim. You cannot buy a Tanakh. So what's the implication? Sefarim udelo. Ha Torah be Torah. Shepidame. What's mashma? That if you want to buy lateral, buy another Torah with it, you can. The Gemara says, Matnitin diabad. Our Mishnah is talking about the diabad. Meaning, you sold the Torah. It says, machru Torah. Our question is, we want to know the Ketahila, could you go sell? Which means, Bidi'avad, if you sold already a, uh, a, a Torah already. Okay, so then already you tell me, Bidi'avad, you did it. Okay, I'll tell you, you know what, you can buy another Torah with it. But I'm talking about now, I want to know the Ketahila, can I go sell a Torah to buy a Torah that you don't have from the Mishnah? The Mishnah is Dafka, Bidi'avad. Lashon, the Mishnah is what? Makhru. Bidi'avad, exactly. So, Tashema, Golilin Sefer Torah with Pachot. Machine. You're allowed to roll the Sefer Torah up with Pitpachot. Uh, Those are the uh, cloths of Chumashim. Because you're upgrading it. The cloths of Chumashim, you can upgrade it to wrap the Sefer Torah. The Chumashim, Pitpachot, and a Chumash, which is a Torah scroll, it's only one-fifth of the Torah. So we call it a Chumash. And then we call it a Chumash. We call it a Chumash. But it's holier than the Ketubim. So I can take the mitrachot of Nevi'im Ketubim to wrap around the Chumash. Because again it is a upgrade. Aval, lo Nevi'im Ketubim b'mitrachot Chumashim. I cannot uh, use the mitrachot of a Chumash to do a Nevi'im Ketubim. Velo Chumashim, nor can I use the mitrachot of a Sefer Torah to wrap up Chumashim. Velo Chumashim b'mitrachot Sefer Torah. So that's the rules. Bottom line, got to go up. So the Gemara learns now. Katanimiyat. But what do I learn from this? A partial quotation. Gonilin sefer Torah b'mitpachot chumashim, which is I can only wrap the uh, sefer Torah in mitpachot that came from something that was lower than it, meaning homage, and I am upgrading it. Mitpachot chumashim in mitpachot sefer Torah lo. 
you to take another mitbavim, another sefer Torah that's lateral. Can't yeah. go lateral. Equal, yeah. Equal. And this is the Chetayinah I'm talking about, because it's talking about Golerim. Right. So therefore you see what? You got to go up. So the Gemara says, wait. Lo. Wait, Gemara says, no, no proof. Why? From that same statement, I'll bring you a, 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 a proof the other way. It says, and you cannot use uh, rap Chumashim with the Mitpachat of a Sefer Torah. You cannot downgrade the mitpahat of the Sefer Torah to wrap a chumash. So what is that mashma? The Sefer Torah mitpahat cannot wrap a chumash. But another Torah, good. Yes. Ha Torah be Torah shapim dami. You can downgrade, but equals but lateral is okay. So therefore, the Gemara says from that full statement, it's contradictory. It's implications. Leka le mishma mina. You can't write anything but that. The mishma out of it is. It's not conclusive. So we bring another proof. Tashema. Manihin sefer Torah al gabe Torah. You're allowed to take a sefer Torah and you're allowed to rest it on another sefer Torah. Okay. You have a scrolls. I'll take a sefer Torah scroll. I'll take another sefer Torah scroll. Rest it. Put it on top of it. Now, the Torah al gabe machine. I can put a Torah on a Chumash yeah, because it's holy. Mm-hmm. The the okay. Okay. You can't no. put a Tanakh over a Chumash. Certainly not. But what do you see from here? A Torah on a Torah. That means lateral. I can put one Sefer on another Sefer. Oh, so that so means therefore it means good. I can sell the old Sefer to buy a new so I don't have to upgrade. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, Hanahaka Amart. Well, you bring it out from Hanaha for placing one thing on another. Shani Hanaha de lo efshar. Hanaha should make a special dispensation because you have no options. Why? If you're not going to allow to put a Sefer Torah on a Sefer Torah, Mikrach Eki Karchinan, how are you going to roll a Sefer Torah scroll? Ve'aka Yatif Dapa Achavre. It doesn't every page rest on each other? Of course. When you roll a Sefer Torah, right? Especially if it's, let's say, laying flat. Mm-hmm. On a table. So wait, every parchment is resting on each other. So when it comes to Hanacha, if you have no options, of course we're going to be Matir. Which means, even though the Gebarah is not shown over here, is a little tricky, but the Gebarah really means to say, no proof. Which means, you want to bring a proof from a case that's impossible, which means, Eifshad. By Hanacha, we have to make a dispensation. Otherwise, you're going to tell me what? How do I roll a Sefer Torah? Every page is resting on each other. So therefore, Hanacha is different. But when you're not selling a Sefer Torah, that's Eifshad. Who says you have to go buy a... Don't sell it. So therefore, you have no proof. So back to the question. Clearly. You cannot sell an old sefer to buy a new sefer. So that answers our question. Kemarat says, no. What's the reason? Because we're worried the guy's going to sell the old sefer, right? Now he has the money. So what is he saying? Yeah, I'm going to buy a new sefer. By the time he gets around to buy a new sefer, he's going to spend the money on something else. So we're worried about the guy being negligent. However, this, our case is different. Why? It's written already. All you got to do is All I got to do is take the money, go to the sofer, and pick up the sefer. So there's no pishiota over here. Where do we talk about where you can't do it? Where you didn't dispatch the sofer, you have to write you a new sefer. So you sell the old sefer, now you're holding money, now you go to the sofer. Okay, you know what? Write me a sefer Torah, I'll be ready in a year. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. Because now, who knows in a year's time, whatever the time is, yeah, you're going to spend the money. Mashikin over here, we're talking, the new sefer is ready, yeah, made. Okay. All you got to do is take the money from here yeah, and, transfer. and give it to the sofer. Can you do that? Tashema. You can't sell a Sefer Torah. Which means the only items that you could sell a Torah for is to use the proceeds you want to study. God wants to learn Torah. He's got to live. He needs a Panasai. He's going to starve. So, therefore, to learn Torah, to support yourself studying, you can sell a Sefer Torah or to get married. In order to fulfill the mitzvah of the So the Gemara learns from this what? Shema' mina, Torah b'Torah, Shapir dameh. At this point the Gemara is assuming, Limu Torah, or buying another Sefer Torah, equal. is equal. 
And therefore, from here we see that it is mutar. Mazu says, Dilma Shani Talmud. Maybe to learn Torah's higher. Why? Shat Talmud Which means learning brings a person to actions. Whereas a Sifa Torah is it's holy, but it's inanimate. It doesn't bring that action. The learning of the Torah is higher. So one. therefore, uh, maybe I can tell you to study Torah, yeah. But just to buy one Torah for another Torah, maybe not. So the Gemara says, even to marry a uh, wife, you can sell the seven wife. God says, I didn't create the world for nothing. I created the world so it can be inhabited. And this is a great mitzvah. To inhabit the world, this is a great mitzvah. You can sell the Sefer Torah for it. About Torah, be Torah, no. But maybe just to go from one Torah for another Torah, maybe, uh, maybe no. So if you have no proof, I continue. Start with a banan. Lo yimkor adam sefer Torah. A person should not sell a sefer Torah afapish she'enu sarich lo. Shorich lo. You know, you don't need it. Guys, 20 sefer Torah in his hechal. Torah, sell the sefer Torah, even though you're not using it anymore. Rashi says, she'esh lo acher. Yetra al-kena marban shurim yom leher. Rabban shurim said even further. Afilu en lo mayuchal. Even if the guy is destitute, he doesn't have what to eat, umachar sefer Torah, and he sold his sefer Torah so he can eat, or bito, or he sold his daughter as a ama, ama shifcha. Eno no esiman beracha leolam. You don't see a siman beracha. So what's the guy supposed to starve? A pikuach nefesh? No, go become a charity collector. Just go take from the gabei uh, But you don't sell a sefer Torah in order to. So then again, if he was learning. And he needs to mefanes himself. That's another story. But Stam, the guy's not learning. He just wants to support himself. Stam, by the proceeds that already do not get involved in that. And if he does, there is no siman beracha from the money. And that money comes again. Marah continues. What do we say? Uh, the the leftovers, which is a guy, let's say, sold a they sold the rehov. They sold the town square, which is the town square at Kedusha. Because of the taniot, and some say ma'amadot. Now you have that money. You have to elevate it to a bit Knesset. Now, so the town square is sold for a million dollars. You bought the bit Knesset, half a million, eight hundred thousand dollars. Have two hundred thousand left over. Don't think with the two hundred thousand now I can do whatever I want because I bought the synagogue. No, bechem imotrehen. The leftover also has to be used in an elevated fashion. So now the Gemara says, Amar lo shanu ela shemachru veotiru. She is only talking about like the case of the Mishnah where they sold something. And there was leftover money after they purchased a new item, so you have to elevate the money. Aval gavu veotiru mutar. However, if let's say they collected money from the sibur in order to buy a sefer Torah, okay, everybody gave money to buy the sefer Torah, right. but you collected extra, so you spent the twenty thousand dollars, you bought the sefer Torah, they got ten thousand dollars extra. That money is not considered kodesh mm-hmm. in the sense that you have to use it for a. What was collected for necessarily? Once you bought the sieve, you could downgrade it to buy something else. Right. Trees do yet in the money yet, and therefore I could downgrade, I could lower it. Now, I has a question. No, we have a statement. When is this talking? We'll see what we're talking about. When, when is this talking about? When did they make a condition? No, but if they made a condition, What's a duxusia? You can even use the money for the, uh, for the carriage uh, that's drawn by the horses. Every town had a courier that used to you know, deliver packages, let's say, with a horse. So if you made a condition on the money, you can even use it to pay for the horse of the, uh, the courier of the town, which is a, like a menial item. Now what are we talking about? What's the case? If we're talking about, let's say, they sold a Sefer Torah, and they made a condition, you can't make a condition. What kind of condition could you make? Bottom line, the money now that you got from the Sefer Torah has Kiddushat to it. A condition's not going to help you that you're going to say what? That uh, the leftovers, we don't want it to be Kadosh. You can't make such a uh, condition on such money. Uh-huh. The money itself has Kiddushah. So that cannot be the case. So comes again what says, Ela, must be the case he's talking about, Shegavu Vehotiru. It's the way they collected money for Tzedakah, for Tobias Sefer Torah, let's say, okay. and there was leftovers, and they made a condition. 
So it says, The only reason why you can use the leftovers for a lower item is only because the condition was made. But if they didn't make a condition, no. So therefore, we're going to ask you a question. It was masked from the way you told me before. When it comes to collecting money for Sadaqah, in all cases, whatever is left over, you can use it for a lower level. Now it's mashma, tafka, nu. Only they made a condition from the outset. So the Gemara says, Lo, le'olam shemachru, where you sold the item. You sold a Sefer Torah. Ve'otiru. And there was leftover money. Vachi kamar. Bame devarim amurim shelo hitnu shva'atu ve'airu ma'amad al-sha'ir. When do we say that the money has Kiddushan? You have to elevate all of the money. That's when they didn't make a condition, meaning when they didn't sell it by the seven administrators with the permission of Muhammad and Sha'ir. In that case, when they made a condition with the seven administrators and the Muhammad and Sha'ir's permission, then you can even use it for the for the for the courier. And Tosafot points out not only can you use the leftovers, you can use the entire money. Because when you sell a design to the whole thing becomes kadosh. The kadosh of the leftovers is yeah. If you're selling it, no. If you're selling it design to the the money's not kadosh. Because you said yes, you can buy beer with it. And therefore, the kibbutz is saying over that's the hitnu. Hitnu means if you sold the sefer Torah. No hitnu means you didn't make a condition, meaning you didn't sell it with design to the Rabbi Muhammad and Sha'ir. Then the money remains kadosh, all the money has to be used for a, 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 a holy item. However, hitnu, what's hitnu? The condition was made with the Muhammad and Sha'ir, design to the Rabbi then I feel the khsusya mutar. So those just points out not only the, the leftover money, because over here talking about the leftover, even the, ah, the regular original. The condition of the leftover money is even if, let's say, you use part of the money for something holy, don't think you have to use the leftovers for the holy item. Uh-huh. The leftovers you can still use to buy a horse. But even the whole money really does not have to be used for anything, Kadosh, because the Kadusha goes off. So comes again what says, Rabbi told a certain rabbi that used to uh, prepare and study his Braithot uh, in front of Rav Sheshat. He says, Did you ever hear from Rav Sheshat, my Duchsusya? He says, I don't know the word. You ever hear what this word Duchsusya means? So he says, The courier of the city. The courier that's drawn by the horses, they're of the city. So I concluded from this. This young scholar, let's say here's a word. And he doesn't know what the word means. Ask a person that always next to the rabbis what the word means. You know why? For sure you heard it from the great rabbi. Who did Abaye go to? He went to a rabbi that went by Rav Sheshat. Because he knows. For sure Rav Sheshat gave the interpretation. I learned from this lesson. Anytime you need a perush of a word, Go to, if you can't get to the big rabbi himself, yeah, go to, to somebody that always stays next to Achamim. Because for sure, he heard the explanation uh, from the rabbi himself. Comes again when I continue. It's not the halakha. Amar b'yohanah v'shubra b'mi'ir. B'ne'a'ir sh'alchu d'ir ha'chidet. Okay, let's say you have some people of the city. They went to a different city. Alchu d'ir ha'chidet. Temporarily, not to move there. They went temporarily. U'pasku alayim sedaka. Happened to be they went at a time where the charity collectors, they put a tax on all the people in the city, they have to give a certain amount of money to charity, to Sadaqah. The old days used to put a, a tax, you had to pay it. Mm-hmm. So what does it say over here? Nutnin. They commit themselves to give. Ushen ba'in. However, when they're going to leave the city, They can go back to the charity collectors and say, listen, we're not giving you the money. We're taking the money that we committed, and we're going to use it to support Da'aniim back in our uh, in our city. support this. People of the city that went to a different city. They give it. However, when they're going to return, and the Mefashim explained over here, we're talking about, let's say, about 10 people, a significant amount of people, the Me'iri says. And what's the logic over here? The logic is that when a significant amount of people go to the city and they're going to give tzedakah, that's a lot of money. Ten people's money is tzedakah. 
Da'anim Bakum are relying on that money. It's not like one or two guys. You keep the money. Such substantial money, you have a right to say, no, we want to take that money and give it back to our people. Anim in our place. So why are you giving this tzedakah in the first place? They're giving this tzedakah for Marit Ayin. They don't want the other people to say, oh, these guys are living in the city here, they're not giving the money. So you give the money. Just to show that you're part of it, so there's no hashad, that you're going to pay the tax. However, before you leave, you can go to the, to the collector, and you say, by the way, we're taking that money and going to uh, give it uh, to our place. However, biyahid, an individual, an individual, okay, how much money is it anyway? The people back home are not uh, relying so much on that uh, money. So they is batir to the city. And therefore, if they collect it from the Yahid, even though he's a visitor, he gives it and you cannot ask for it back. You give it to the anim of that city. Okay, Ravuna decreed a fast. Why? Because there was a sometime calamity, maybe there was no rains or something like that. So he decreed a fast. So Rav Hana bar Hanai came to him, came to Rav Hana in the mm-hmm. city where there was a fest. And all really the townspeople of Rav Hana bar Hanai came with him to pray with Rav Hana. So they levied a tax on them that they have to give certain amount of money to Sadaqah. We have and they paid it. When they were going back home, they told Ravuna, give us back the money. We're going to go back to the Halakha, we're going to go pay, you know, our city. So Ravuna says, no, sorry. Tanina is a brighter. That's only talking about where there's no. Talmid Chacham that's in charge of the charity. Which means, even when a lot of people come, they can only ask for their money back if the charity collectors are regular charity collectors. But if the ones that give out the charity are Talmid finished. You give it to Talmid Chachamim and you can't take it back, no refunds. And then Avunah says, furthermore, Ravuna was, was the one that dispensed the charity. Mm. So you can't take your money back. You forgot the Braita. Mm. Furthermore, the anim of this town and the anim of your town, they rely on me. So I'm supporting them. So therefore, what are you worried? I'm going to give the money. In this case, you have nothing to worry about anyway. Because the anim from your town come to, come to me anyway. So therefore, in that case, they have to leave the money. We go to the next Mishnah. Okay, now we discuss a Bet Knesset of Rabim. What is Bet Knesset of Rabim? It's attended by the masses, right? You're not allowed to sell a Bet Knesset of Rabim, the Yahid, to an individual. Okay? Because when you have a, a Rabim, you have a Minyan. You have a Minyan, they say Kedushan, Kaddish, all of the Banish of Kedushan. Now you're selling it to an individual to pray there, but it's bringing the Yahid. So therefore you, you took away the Kedushah of the, the Bet Knesset to an extent. So the Rabbi Meir says, you cannot sell from Rabbim to Yahid. Amru lo. So the Rabbis tell him, you're going to be so uh, so technical. Imken, aflum me'ir gedola, le'ir katana. For that matter, you'd not be able to uh, sell uh, an item, me'ir gedola, le'ir katana. Because already, forget, let's say Rabbim Minyan. But now, less people. Which means you have 100 people, now you're going to sell it, there's only going to be 50 people. There also should be, what, what you consider about Muridim or Tamil Kedushah, so very end of the Vasof. So comes the Gemara and analyzes. Gemara says, Shapir ka'amlulil rabbanan rabimir. You know, the rabbis have a good claim to rabimir. What's already you're concerned about uh, downgrading, not the people, so uh, you're already, are we going to start counting now? How many people are going to use this Bet uh, Knesset now? Bottom line, they still can do that. They still praying with the minyan. But yahid, that's already losing the kedusha. The rabbanan, if you're just worrying about it, which rabbis are not worried about it, but if you're worried about such a thing, you, you should promise because the more people, the more uh, people, the merrier, we say. Which means the, the merrier, and praying. So therefore, if you're worried, you should be worried about that as well. The question is, what's, what's the shita of the rabbis? Why don't the rabbis hold it a problem to sell it from a rabim to a yahid? That's only the bimi'id is concerned. So look, look at the top rashi. The rabbanan, 
Verabanan Amri, second line in Rashi. If you can be concerned from a lot to a little, otherwise you're not going to be able to sell a bet Knesset. Since Parman, you're getting money, and you're going to take the money. And you can well if you don't sell the design to Ibn Muhammad and Sha'ir, you gotta take the money and elevate it. So therefore, call the Ba'il Havid. You can do whatever you want with the Bitkin. They said, Hutz Bidadadim. Except for four things that are derogatory, the Bitkinesh goes out to Hulin. So therefore the Shitabda Kamim is like this. Even if you want to sell it to an individual. Now what's gonna happen? This individual is gonna use it for hull. Not derogatory things. So what? You know why? Because bottom line, the money is going to be used now for something holier. So they're not worried about selling bacon. You worried about the kedusha? The kedusha is going to be not compensated, more than compensated, because I'm going to buy something greater. Right. And therefore, he says, "Yeah, the Rosh have to say the Mishnah is talking about over here, where there's no zayin to ve'ayid over here. There's going to be a zayin to ve'ayid in this case of the Mishnah. Even the money that goes out uh, to holy. Here we're talking about over here where you have a case over here where the money's going to be elevated. Still, Rabbi Meir says, Don't sell. Don't sell. You cannot downgrade the shul. Right. From, from a Rabim to, to a Yahid. So the rabbis content and say, According to you, by the way, you can never sell a shul, by the way. Because now start counting uh, from a thousand people to five hundred people. No, uh, you'll be downgraded. Right. The rabbis say, You can sell a shul even to a Yahid. And even if he's not going to use it for praying, he's going to use it for secular things. It's okay. What? Because I'm taking the money now and I go elevate it and use it for something else. But Rabbi says, no. Rabbi says, when it comes to, as long as it's staying in the shul, I don't care. Rabim, Me'at, it's still a shul. The Kedusha is still there. I'm just concerned to sell a shul and it's going to become uh, something uh, outside of the Bet Knesset. That's what it is. So Kotel Bimir comes in, you really cannot sell a Bet Knesset. Right. You can't sell a Bet Knesset to become uh, something else. Because bottom line, you're taking it away from it. Kedusha. So, and even, if, even if the money is being used, Rabbi doesn't care. Because can if the money is being used for hall. Because you're not elevating the money. Because is going to tell you, no good. you cannot sell a bet Knesset. That makes up. It goes up. Correct. Comes the next Mishnah. You cannot sell a bet Knesset. Look at this. Which is, even when you sell a bet Knesset, you cannot sell it, which means even... You tell me, this is words of Rabbi Meir. What do you mean? I thought you couldn't sell a bet, because it's Rabbi Meir. So that she says, now we're talking about Rabim to Rabim. Where you're selling it, you're not downgrading it. There's a thousand people, you're selling it to serve a thousand people. So that type of sale, according to Rabbi Meir, is, is legal. However, even so, it cannot be a final sale. Why? As if the guys who are selling it are saying, okay, we're unloading it, we're getting rid of it. No, no, no. The sale is never final. As if to say, the guys who sold always have a clause where they're able to take it back. So look at that again. If they want, they can take it back. Look at that sheet. You can't sell a court Rabbi Meir. A conclusive sale is Asur. Why? The Derek Bizayonu. Kilomar, Enan Be'enav Niklum. He's saying, nah, not worth anything. Else. Get rid of it. They say, no, you can sell the synagogue, conclusive sale, all sales final. Mkar Olam. Hutz. But you can't sell it for the following four items that are derogatory. Mirhats, you can't turn the synagogue into a bathhouse. The bursiki, a tannery, smells. Litvila, where people go to the mikveh. It's also people, they're naked, they don't, they're not dressed. They turn a shoe to a place where people are walking around not clothed. Ulbet hamayim. Bet hamayim is like a place where they, uh, they go to the bathroom. So these items over there are not respectful, and therefore you cannot turn. You could sell it even to an individual, which means not a shul anymore. According to the rabbis, you could sell it even to, to an individual. We're not worried about that. But what? 
I'm selling it to you as a courtyard. Hashem Chatzir. Ve'alokeach mashir tseyase. And then the buyer you can do whatever he wants. Which means, you have to stipulate at the time of the sale, which is a humrah. I'm selling it to you, Hashem Chatzir, for the sake that you use it for a chatzir. Mm-hmm. It's a synagogue, but you want, I'm selling to use it for a chatzir. Mm-hmm. Once the guy buys it, you can't tell me what, uh, what to use it for. You tell me to use it for chatzir, I can use it whatever I want. So therefore he has a humrah that you have to stipulate you're selling it to Shem Chatzir but now he has a kula that the buyer can do whatever he wants because really the buyer cannot tell the seller I'm sorry, the seller cannot tell the buyer what he can do in his place, he paid for it but what, we don't, we don't want it to be bizayon where he's telling him clearly I'm selling it to you and you can go build a uh, laundromat okay, what? so the, to, to keep the kavod, you tell him Listen, I'm selling it to you as a Chatzir no, it is a shul for it's a shul. No, no, I can't, can't, can't catch it because it's a, that's not for a shul. Because the kedushah is going off the shul. Everybody agrees the kedushah is going off the shul. You can use it for secular things. That's not the sheyana. But you cannot sell it yari beferush for a derogatory item according to the biyuda. So you tell him, listen, I'm giving it to you. You want to use it as a courtyard? Once the guy gets it, he can take it now and use it even for a mursaki, a tannery. So because we have three shitot, the bimir, it's got to remain a shul, and it's got to you have to have a clause. That you can buy, buy back. back. According to Hakamim, you don't have to sell it to a shul. It could go as a secular thing, but what? And you can sell it conclusively. But what? You cannot use it for those four items. Right. Whereas according to the Biyuda, use it for whatever you want, even for the four That's items. You sell it. But at the time of the sale, you don't say explicitly you're selling it to that. You do the same Hatzer, and then he does whatever he wants. So let's just see one more piece of the uh, Gemara over here. We have an issue over here of a beat. Okay. The beat is interesting. Nothing. Where? Where? According to the Bimeir, <coughs> I come along and I pay money, right, to buy a uh, shul. Okay? So now I get the shul. According to the Bimeir, the uh, seller has to stipulate. Listen, it's not, uh, not final. It's not final. Okay? So now, since it's not final, that means. Uh, they can come back to me yeah. and say, yeah, we want the shul back. And therefore, uh, you want the, the shul back, give back my money. Okay. Oh, so they give me back my money. <coughs> Good. <coughs> but in the interim, yeah. I use the shul. So the money turns back like into a loan. Yeah. I gave them money. It's like, it's like I loaned because I didn't buy anything. They can back out. Right. So when they pay me back the money, it's as if that I lent them the money and now when they pay me back my money I got my money back plus usage of the shul in that interim so the interest is the, use the, interest of the, is the uses of the shul yeah, they use my money also. they didn't use my money they, they can use my money allowed. what do you mean? What does that mean? when I always give a loan the guy can use my money that's not the problem in lending, lending money lending money is to use no, no, no. the purpose of lending money is so the guy can use it that's not the problem the problem is that the guy who lent the money cannot take more than he lent so I'm getting back my money plus usage. So I'm going to give what says. How could the guy who bought the shul live in the shul? When it means live in the shul, means use the shul. Bottom line, it's repeat. It's interest. So look at the Gibbara's answer. I'm Rabbi Hanan. Rabbi Meir Bishitat Rabbi Yehuda Amra. Is that Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Hanan? I'm Rabbi Yehuda. I'm Rabbi Hanan. It has to be. I'm Rabbi Hanan. Rabbi Meir b'shitat Rabbi Yehuda Amra. The Amar Sad Echad b'Ribit Mutar. We have a new Hindus when it comes to laws of Ribit. Sad Echad b'Ribit means if it's only a one-sided Ribit, meaning if the Ribit is not definite. In this case over here, on one side it's possible that it won't be Ribit. Let's say they never buy it back. On the side that they never come along and say, we want our money back, or we want the shul back, it'll never come to the beat. At one side, it can come to the beat. So there's a shita that says, if there's a loan that takes place, 
and there's an option in the loan that it could never come to the beat, it's only one side, Sadiqat bin Abit, that's Mutar. Wow. And we're going to see the case now. But there's one possibility and scenario for the beat to happen. As opposed to a regular loan where you tell the guy, here's $100,000, next year pay back 120 That's That's the beat. You tell the guy what it is. No, there's no options. Here, I gave you the money. Now, if you're going to come back and say, and I didn't stipulate what you have to come back and uh, give me back the, uh, I'll give back the shoe. Uh, if you come back and say, then I got a problem. But if you don't come back and say anything, we're okay. Because right. then the money is not a loan anymore. Then the money turns into a purchase. purchase. And therefore, there's no problem with the purchase. The only time it turns back into a loan retroactively is if they come back. Come back. So it's called Sadehad. The Gemara gives an example. Detanya. Let's say a guy goes to his friend and he's Noshe, uh, meaning he's demanding payment for a loan. He's the, I guess, the creditor. He's owed the money. Okay, what's the creditor? Yeah. Okay. So the creditor is going to the guy that lent the money, the borrower. That lent the money to. Okay. The borrower. And he's saying, I want my money. He's allowed to do that. He lent the money. He wants his uh, money back. Right. So what did the uh, borrower do? He sold him his field. He said, I don't have money. You know what? Take, he sold him, take, take the field now. Now let's see what, what, what are you getting by this. Watch. As long as the mocher, the seller, is still eating the fruits from the field, mutar mutar mutar. It's okay. Why? Because he's giving him the field. But really, as long as he's still eating uh, fruits from that field, that shows that what? That he's not paying back yet with this field. Uh, he's just uh, like a collateral of some sort. And therefore, if the mocher is eating uh, fruit, there's no problem. It's, it's permissible. However, perot asur. If the lokeach is eating fruit, it's going to be asur. Why? Because the lokeach cannot eat fruit. Because what happens, let's say now, if the guy gets the money. And now he pays him back. So now you got your money back, and plus you ate fruit. the fruit. Which means, in the event that the guy has cash now, right? So now, what happens is, he's going to get his field back. He's telling us, I'll sell you the field, don't worry, I'll sell you the field. He didn't sell the field. Okay. No, he did. The, the, the borrower sold the field. So the borrower can eat all the fruit he wants. Right. It's my field. However, the lokeach cannot eat the fruit over there. Because there's a chance of what's going to happen. The guy's going to come and give you the, the, guy's gonna come and give you the money. Take now what you end up getting, you, ate, you got money and you got fruit. 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 Why? Why? Because you're right. If the lokeach eats the fruit and the guy doesn't have the money to pay back, so therefore, this is considered the, the payback. So he's eating the fruit, that's his, so that, that's his thing. Now, you're right, on the side that the guy ends up getting money to pay back, so now the guy back got his money back plus perot. But that's not conclusive. That's called sadehad beribit. And therefore, since it's on one side, it's possible not to come to the beat, Right? In the case where, let's say, the guy's going to p- not pay back the money, stop it, I'm eating my field. This is what, the, this is what you owe me the money. I'm, I'm eating what, what belongs to me. So therefore, I, it's possible that the guy is going to end up paying back the money. Mm-hmm. Now, if he ends up paying back the money, so as you ate now, fruit, you got money plus fruit. But since that's not definite to happen, that's called Sadaqat, but you see the Bihuda is Matir. So the same thing with the synagogue. In the synagogue, if they don't back out, there's no debate. It's only if they back out there's a problem with debate. The Buddha says, Mutar. Vamar Buddha, we have a story. Maaseh be baitos ben Zunan. The fellow, baitos ben Zunan. Sadeu Mecher. Right? He sold his field. He put it as like a collateral. Alpi Rabbi al Azab bin Azariah. Velokeah ochel perotayah. And what? The lokeah ate the fruit. What do you mean? But there was a potential chance that interest was going to happen. Doesn't matter. Why? Sadi had debate. They said, what are you, you bring a story, you bring a proof of that story? <laughs> so you got the story wrong. The seller was eating the fruit. 
not the buyer. My benayu, what's the mahlokan in the, how they relate the story over here? Sadehad bin Abit ika benayu, mor sabah sadehad bin Abit mutar, or mor sabah sadehad bin Abit asur. Very good. Kemana says now, Rava Amar, I'll tell you a different, different way of learning. Kulahama sadehad bin Abit asur. Sadehad bin Abit is asur. That's not the shayla over here. So what's the shayla? The akhir ribit almanat la azil ika benayu. Can you take interest? And then return it. On the condition to return it. Mor sabar bit amanat lachzir mutar, or mor sabar asur. Which means like this. We, I gave the guy the field, meaning, I can't pay me, how much money? I don't have money. Take, take the field. Okay, take the field. So the opinion says that the mukher, that the, the mukher can eat fruit. You know why he can eat fruit? Not because of sadahab bin abid. Sadahab bin abid is asur. You know why he can eat the fruit? Like this, right. In the event, that you're going to pay me my money, By the way, I I'll give you, no, I'll, I'll, I'll return you to the beat. There's a, mah, there's a mahlog, can you eat perot that potentially can be the beat, but if it turns into the beat, I'll return it, I'll return it to you. So the biyuda will tell you, yeah, you can have the beat, it's, it's, not, it's not definitely the beat by the way, it's the beat if uh, the guy gives the money back, and if that's the case, take your money to the beat back. Meshkin the rabbi says, no, 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 no. This over here, you can't return it. Because bottom line, at the time you, you ate it over there, it's sad the had been a bit of asur, and it's not given to return, therefore it's going to be asur. Now let's go apply this back to the synagogue case. In the synagogue case, I bought the synagogue, right? I paid money. Now, I slept in the synagogue, well not slept in the synagogue, but I benefited, we prayed there, we used it, we enjoyed it. Now they come back to me, we want, we want the synagogue back. Oh, so now they're giving me back my money. So I got my money plus usage. No problem. You know what I'll do? I'll pay for the usage. But it beats Hosea. Rent. I charge me rent. So therefore they hold that if you can... It took a beat. But it's... Sadiq had been a beat. Sadiq had been a beat. Even according to the Be'udah. Uh, but still, but can you, in such a case, pay it back? Yeah. That's Mahlokin. Some say no. Once already you, you, you took an interest... So you took the interest, it's over. No, you can't pay back an interest, you did the Yisud already. Sadiq had been asur, and once you took the interest, you took the, it is interest. But bottom line, I got my money back, plus usage of the, of the property. Now, you, you didn't charge me that, I paid a thousand for the shul, I got a thousand back for the shul, because it's a not conclusive sale, it turns into a loan, and I, and I walk away saying, alright beautiful, I got a thousand bucks back, and I used the shul for six months. That's the beat. That's the beat. Yeah, However, it's the beat with Sadehad. Doesn't matter. The beat with Sadehad Asur. The question is over here can you return interest in such a case? The Be'udah says you can return the interest. So therefore, I take the thousand and then we analyze. How much you want to charge me for the six months that I lived in the, stay in the shul? Here it is. $200. Okay. Here's the $200 gets to the beat. And that's the reason why he says it is permissible to sell the synagogue, not conclusively, and you have no problem of the beat. Gemara continues. Vahachamim Omrim Mochrim Otom in Kar Olam. Hachamim say you're allowed to sell a synagogue conclusively, a final sale. Amar Budamar Shemuel Mutar le Adam le Hashtin Mayim Betoch Dalit Amot Shintafila. So the rabbi says here, Budamar Shemuel, it's permissible for a person to urinate within four amot of his tefillah, which was after he finished praying, the four amot from where he prayed is permissible. Amar of Yosef, Micah Mashmalan, what are you teaching us? Tarina, we learned it already. Tabi Uda Omer, Mokhrim Ota Leshum Haser, Valokeyach Mashir Se, Yase. Which means, we learned it already in the Mishnah, that according to the Bi Uda, you will have to sell a synagogue for the sake of a courtyard. And then the buyer is allowed to do whatever he wants, even if he wants to use it as a, a bathroom, he's allowed to do that, even though they prayed in that place. The afilud banan, even the rabbis, and the reason the rabbis don't mahmir that they said you cannot turn it into a betamayim, that's only a synagogue that has a permanent, had a permanent amot. But for Amot, within the way he prayed, the law kaviya kedushatayu, law. So they already uh, the rabbis will agree that a person uh, uh, prays uh, somewhere. 
that spot that he prays doesn't be automatically become uh, permanently kadosh. Therefore, with the four amot of that spot, there is no problem. Even the rabbis will agree. They're only mahmir in a synagogue. That's kavua. But outside the synagogue, no problem. Ta'ani tanakamed of Nachman, hamit palel, marhik dalar amot, umashtin. So we have a Tanaic statement from the Rahman that says the following. Hamid Palil, the person that's praying, he has to move four amot away, then he can urinate. The mashtin, and somebody that urinated, you have to move four amot away if you want to pray. So you understand the statement that says that a person that was mashtin, that he urinated, that he has to move four amot away before he prays. That's where we learned this. How much do you have to keep away from the Ameraglaim and the Tsua before he can pray? Dalramot. Can we understand that? You cannot pray within Dalramot. But you're telling me that a person prays, and after he prays, he has to move four amot away from where he prayed to, 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 to be Mashtin. Lamali. What are you saying uh, that for? If that's the case, then you've now uh, made all the uh, streets of Nardi'ah Kodesh. Because it seems they prayed in the streets of Nardi'ah. So what do you do now? Where are you going to be able to pray now? People pray on the streets of Nardi'ah. So you tell me you have to go far more away from, uh, from where they prayed. So they, they pray everywhere now. So you tell me, the whole, all the streets of Nardi'ah Kodesh, can person can I, person, can I, person can I go to the bathroom? That she says, she travels or walking. So whatever, they pray. So you tell me, you have to go amot from where the guy prayed. So then that's it. So you can't go to the bathroom anyway, not there anymore. So the Gemara says, no, no. Tana, Yishheh. Not that you have to move away for amot from where you prayed, but you have to wait the time that it would take to walk for amot before you mashtin, which means a person or a person was mashtin, let's say, right? He has to await for a mot time before he prays. So the Gemara says, "Bishlama mashtin I understand if you're saying after a person was mashtin, he has to wait for the time of for a mot before he prays. because we're still worried about the drops. That may be dripping from him, and therefore don't pray right away after a person was mashtin. Wait to shoot a fumot to finish the the drops, and then he can pray. The, 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 that already we understand that she says So he doesn't dirty his clothes. But after a person prays, what does he have to wait for amot before he urinates? Let him finish praying, let him go right away. If you're learning the whole Braita now is on not distance, you're learning it on waiting. So I understand that after a person's mashtin, he has to wait to shoot a fuamot before he prays just to finish the drops. But if a person prays, they finish praying, what does he have to wait fuamot before he goes to the bathroom? Just let him go right away. So the Gemara says, Lamali, After fuamot, within fuamot of the tefillah of time, so the tefillah is still in his mouth. His lips are still moving in tefillah. Jesus, when a person is in the mode of tefillah, it takes him four amot after he finishes the tefillah for his lips to stop, uh, you know, uttering uh, words. Because he's just in the praying mode. So we want to make sure he finishes his words first, and then he can go to the bedroom. So that's the bottom line of the Gemara. It's deemed not that you have to move four amot away from where you prayed, but you have to wait. For Amud's time, after a person prays, just till the words finish coming out of his mouth, until then they can go, and the opposite as well. And after his mashtin, he should wait to shear it off for Amud as well. Comes the Gemara continues. She'alut tamidav et Rabbi Zakkai. The students asked Rabbi Zakkai, Bimahe erachta yamin. With what do you attribute your long life to? Amar lahem, miyamai lo ishtanti ma'im betoch daler amot shel tefillah. Was first, he never went with hashtana of ma'im within four amot of tefillah. Now, uh, even though it's mutar, we just came out from the Gemara that as long as you wait four uh, amot. After the tefillah, you can go right, you know, in that spot itself. 
he was mahmid on himself. Obviously, all these things that the person, the rabbis are going to attribute their long life to have to be things that they did above and beyond the letter of the law. Because they're not watching their long life for keeping what they have to keep. So it's going to be things that they did extra. So Tosfot says, which is even if he waited the shoot of Dalar Amot, which is Dalaka, still he moved for Amot away. And did not call my friend a nickname. That Tosafot again. Even if it was not a derogatory nickname. And what is it? I should call your friend a nickname if it's a derogatory, if it's a humiliating name. So he was careful even on a name that's not derogatory. Uh, and he was never mevatel the kiddush in the day. Which means he always was careful on Shabbat to make kiddush with wine. Even though in the day you can make kiddush with uh, other things, Hamar Medina. But he was careful to make the Kiddush Hayom always with wine. <coughs> he says, Ima zekena itali. So he had an old, either mother, or that would be a grandmother. Pamachat machra kippah She sold the kippah, the covering from her head, ali Kiddush Hayom, to bring me Kiddush Hayom. Which means, it, was, it seems it was so known to everybody that Abizakai was mahmir on that his grandmother even sold her hat in order to get wine, in order to give it to him, in order that she should have uh, oh, uh, wine for, he should have wine for Shabbat. So he says over here, the Benish High, he says, If anything, you see the Hasidut of his grandmother by selling her uh, hat for uh, wine. What do you see the Hasidut of the Bizakai? So he says, "V'tiretz shim lo ayah anyan shel kiddush hayom benafshos shel Rabbi Zakai lo ayah maniach la demkoret kipata," which means if kiddush hayom with yai wasn't in his blood to do, he would never have let his grandmother sell a hat for such a thing. So the story just shows you how committed Rabbi Zakai was to this uh, to this mitzvah. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tana kishemeta when she died. She left for him 300 barrels of wine. That was uh, his uh, reward. He ended up getting, as an inheritance, 300 uh, barrels of wine. Tosfot says, this is based on a Gemara Shabbat, So that's careful. On Kiddush Hayom, They'll have berachad, they'll fill up his barrels with wine. And it came true with Abizakai. Kishemet, who, when Abizakai died, he left his children 3,000 barrels of wine. Ravuna hava asar rita. He was wearing a, a, a belt, but not a regular belt, a belt made out of like a grass. It was a cheap belt. And he was in front of Rav. What's going on over here? Where's your belt? What are you wearing this grass belt over here? I didn't have uh, money for Hamra le Kiddushah, the Bach changed. I didn't have wine for Kiddush. So I mortgaged my belt in order to get the wine. So I'm wearing this uh, grass belt over here because I sold my belt, or I mortgaged it for the, for the wine. For the wine, yeah. And I brought it for Kiddush. So Rav blessed him. He said, Yiratzon, you should be covered with silk. It means he was blessing him that he should have beracha. Uh, she should be covered with silk. That she says, Satum uh, umchuseh. Right, right. You should be covered with all coats of uh, of salt. Ki ichlal When Ravuna's son, Rabba, was getting married, Ravuna inish gutsahava. Ravuna himself was a very short man. Gana apuria. So he was lying on the bed. Atyan binte vechalate. So his daughters and his daughters-in-law were coming to the wedding. Shalhan v'shadyan minayu. Ale. They took off their uh, clothes 
and they threw it on the bed. They didn't see Ravuna on the bed. And all their clothes covered Ravuna. So the blessing of Rav came true. That Yiratzon used to be covered with uh, Shirayim, with, 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 uh, with the silk. So he got covered with silk. They, they threw all their clothes on him. And all of a sudden he was covered uh, on the bed. Ad itum b'shirai. Until he was covered with the, shi- with the shirai. With the, with the silk. Shama' Rav. So Rav heard the story. Vikpad. He got angry. Amar. Ma'i ta'amad lo amarti ki birchatich v'chen nemor. Hakim, you didn't tell me when I blessed you. V'chen nemor. The same to you. Which means he saw the blessing came true. He said, when I told you, obviously that was a sha'at ratzon. Now, even though uh, Rav meant he should become rich, but the Baraka came true in some fashion. So if you would have said Vechid Nemor, it could have came true to Rav in, a, in the literal fashion, but he could have became, uh, not literal fashion, but in, he would have became rich itself. So therefore he got angry. So the Mefashim Eskoviyir, the Sha'are Hayim says, what are you worried, Rav? If it's meant for you to become rich, you would have become rich. What do you care if he says Vechid Nemor? He doesn't say Vechid Nemor. So he says that he yisod shekasher gozrim al adam shefa min hashamayim when they decree a shefa from the heavens kovim gam derech ezet sinul yushba shefa they also make a gezera which uh, pipe is the beracha going to come down so therefore mishum ken rav has shashefa elavaya amur laavor derech tamidor lavuna he thought that the shefa was supposed to come through lavuna to him. Which means, he thought that maybe the Berakha was supposed to come through Ravuna. So he said, you should have told me Vichen Nemor at the time. Same to you. Same to the Master. And therefore he was Makpid. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.